You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Heads up for drivers. Mayor John Tory just announced two traffic safety campaigns targeting distracted drivers and those who park illegally in driving lanes during rush hour. Now, I can tell you that after a relatively calm driving period over the holidays, I've started to encounter things like a long lineup of cars going nowhere only to find that the cause is one very important person who has stopped to get a coffee. Well, this is a tag and tow blitz. It is intended to prevent congestion in the downtown core. And just to give you an idea, similar campaigns over the past four years have ticketed 6,000 drivers and towed more than 1,000 vehicles. And if you're caught, if you're one of those, it's going to cost plenty, believe me. It starts Monday, January 14th. I want to hear from you. Uh, what do you think of this? Is this the solution? to the problem that we have. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Maybe you've been caught up in this before. You can tell us about your experience. Um, So uh, we are waiting for your calls. But right now in the studio, I'd like to welcome Sergeant Brett Moore from uh, the Toronto Police Traffic Services and Brian Moniz, who is the Operations Supervisor with parking enforcement and on the line, Councillor Shelley Carroll. Uh, thanks for joining us and welcome to all of you. Hello, thanks. Libby. Okay, uh, let's start with Sergeant Moore. Uh, so we've done this again and again and again, and the word is that is work. it works, but if it works, why do we have to keep doing it? It's just behavior change is what it comes down to. It's, it's, a make, it's making the conscious decision to actually separate yourself from the phone. There's no doubt that these phones and these devices are addictive. And um, I, th- I think that one of the challenges that we see is that folks are doing it, sneaking that peek or that text when they're driving, and they think they, uh, it's not going to impact what they're doing. But we know the research shows it's probably one of the most dangerous things that you can do while operating a vehicle. Oh, yeah. We've heard so often heard of fatal crashes that are caused by that. Now, on on the parking uh, side, the same question. Why does it take a blitz like this to get people to stop, you know, stopping on a major roadway to grab a coffee? Right, Libby. So, you know, we've done this several times and we'll continue to uh, do this uh, again and again. We need to bring awareness and, you know, we need to change behavior. Behavior needs to... Uh, uh, you, you know, we need to change the behavior and uh, bring more awareness uh, to the issue. Hence why we're, you know, doing this campaign and we'll continue to do them. I can tell you since we started, uh, you know, putting more resources and a more focus on the rush hour back in 2015 as part of the mayor's six-point traffic plan, we've issued a total of over 308,000 parking tickets and towed over 65,000 cars. But, you know, based that's in total, not just in the Blitz. No, that's in total. Yeah. In the Blitz, uh, total, I, uh, we've done five Blitzes since 2015, yeah. and we've uh, issued about 10,000 tickets and uh, over 2,000 cars during those Blitzes. Okay. Uh, how many more 
uh, I guess, parking enforcement officers are going to be out on the road right. to accomplish this? So, you know, we're focusing, you know, this is a rush hour project across the whole city of Toronto, uh, but we're putting additional resources down into the downtown core. We'll probably have an average of 20 to 30 extra officers per day in the downtown core uh, for both the a.m. and uh, p.m. rush hour, strictly focused on the rush hour. And it's a zero tolerance uh, enforcement campaign. If you're if you're parked, even momentarily, if you've stopped to get that cup of coffee or you've, you know, you've momentarily stopped to pick someone up that's right at that intersection waiting to open that door, uh, it's zero, zero tolerance. You're going to get a ticket. And if you drive away, you're going to get that ticket in the mail. Okay. And how much is it going to cost you if you get that ticket? So parking in a uh, rush hour in the city is $150. And if your vehicle is impounded, yeah, it's going to cost you anywhere from two to $300 to get that car back on top of the ticket. On top of the ticket. And what about points for that? Is Are there points? There, there's no points for uh, parking violations. Okay. Maybe we need the points. Um, what about uh, the distracted driving, uh, Sergeant Ward? Uh, you know, we, the penalties just went up. Sure. Yeah, we, uh, January 1st, we've uh, tried to get re- way out ahead of that and let folks know that the changes are coming. Distracted driving, uh, the sort of the, the law hasn't changed, but uh, on the back end at court, the penalties have, have significantly gone up. They're some of the most strict in the country now. Uh, first offense, it's, uh, it can go up to, uh, as high as 1000 bucks. Um, points, three, and for the first time, your license is suspended um, uh, upon conviction for three days for a first offense. And what's also new is that it's tiered. Subsequent offenses means bigger consequences. So um, the highest end that you can go, for so, if for some reason, after your third time, you've, you haven't got the message that distracted driving is not uh, uh, acceptable in any way, uh, your, your, your license is gone for 30 days. So you lose your vehicle for a month, your, the ability to drive for a month. Um, $3,000 fines, demerit points. It's, um, it, I think the message is really strong. If the, if the financial uh, burden didn't get your attention, maybe now the license suspension uh, will. Maybe what we have to do is take away people's phones, right? <laughs> Rather than their cars. It's true. One of the things that that we see is we always revolve this around the phone. But distractions, we know, comes in in every which way. So anything that takes your your mind off the road, your eyes off the road, your hands off the wheel is a distraction. But the offense has to revolve around a handheld device. Okay, let's bring in Councillor Shelley Carroll. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Libby. So what is your take on this? Well, we're really excited to see the the uh, Toronto Police Service actually acting on the the uh, new powers given them in terms of distracted driving. Um, we 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 see this. People uh, uh, were critical of uh, John Tory in earlier blitzes in his first term of office, saying, "Oh, he's just trying to cater to car drivers and make sure everybody can drive quickly along these roads." But this actually complements Vision Zero because what we know is that when you have the experience that you described, your own experience of you get to the front and you realize it was one car holding us all up. That is what starts to lead to to things that, that, that are from annoyance and impulsive driving all the way to road rage. And so changing those behaviors is also going to lead not only to, to speedier roads, but it's also going to lead to safer driving because you have people all getting where they need to go according to the road design, the signal light design. Everything starts to work for everyone on the road. And so they're not taking the kinds of shortcuts that are disruptive. They're getting where they need to go on a major artery. And that's what leads to safe driving. 
Yeah, I'm not convinced that even this will help people get where they're going in a reasonable way. Just I'm just looking outside the window here at all uh, of the construction and barriers. So uh, I'm I'm not sure that's the only solution. Um, Also, in terms of solution, but that's the whole point of Vision Zero is that there isn't one solution. It's a, it's a whole lot of complementary actions, and the biggest thing, which is the thing that we rely so much on these great police officers to deliver, is that constant um, behavior change incentive, which is, you know, through fines, through enforcement. Um, even, if, even if someone is given a warning by that police officer, it all leads to behavior change, and that plus a whole lot of other things actually does improve the movement of traffic, even when we have a city growing like ours is growing. Yeah, now, yeah. The, the other thing is, uh, you know, uh, Sergeant Moore mentioned letting people off. And one of the disturbing things that I already saw, and I'm sorry, guys, I mentioned this to you before we went on air, but uh, I encountered two cars stopped, but one was much bigger than the other, kind of obscured the second car. Good thing I was going really slowly because out of the smaller car suddenly came a small child stepping into traffic. Mm. Very bad. Mm-hmm. Shelley, I mean, you know, are, what can you do to stop people from doing this stuff? Well, it's why so much of traffic design in the city, traffic planning, is about designing where it is safe to have car stopping. It's why we're very careful around school zones of deciding where we're going to allow parents to pull up and stop. Is that going to lead to putting a child in an unsafe situation? And it's why, by and large, you, you see across the world this movement in, in uh, the, the I heart uh, um, 30 kilometers an hour or I heart 20 miles per hour uh, programs going on. Because un, um, unplanned situations like that child running out between two parked cars are going to happen. But if everyone is adhering to the law, adhering to the design of the road, we all do get where we need to go in our privileged car driving ways, but people are safer and there are far fewer disruptions to our, to our journey. And so uh, that's why you see uh, people saying, if we all slow down, we actually all really can rely on the road to get us where we need to go and we don't kill anybody on the way. Oh, that's uh, um, uh, Councillor Carol. I know you have to go. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with? Only uh, I keep reminding people um, a special thing to remember. A lot of people who who actually are chronic distracted drivers say, "Don't worry. I know exactly what the law is. I know what a, a police officer can catch me for and can't catch me for." In actual fact, these new regulations give a whole host of things that can be considered distracted. And there really is more uh, judgment power given to police officers to, to view the driver and decide, is that tube of lipstick in her hand distracting her now? I think it is. I'm going to give her a ticket. So you may think you know the law, but there is a certain amount of discretion given to police officers to keep us safe against distracted driving. Okay, Councillor Shelley Carroll, thanks for that. You bet. Okay, uh, so lipstick. Um, <laughs> yeah, you hear about people putting makeup on in the car, but I, I don't see that that often. Uh, how many extra 
officers, Sergeant Moore, mm-hmm. are going to be out enforcing this. So distracted driving enforcement happens every day. And yeah. so we are deploying some more resources from traffic services to the campaign. But really, this is an all-hands-on-deck approach when it comes to a traffic campaign for the week. And it, 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 is, it is going for a one-week time period. But don't kid yourself. We officers are out enforcing just like our parking uh, enforcement officers every day. This is what we do. Essentially, especially at traffic services, uh, but there are additional resources. But we're encouraging all the officers but where they have from, spare time from your division. No, the entire city of uh, the entire police department, all of our seventeen divisions currently that are that, that are um, going to be participating in this campaign. I mean, uh, I'm not sure if this is your bailiwick, but mm-hmm. one of the things we often hear about is you know a strain on general police resources, increased response time. So I'm just kind of curious if if there's a worry that this is going to take away from uh, responding to other things. No, there's a lot of competing interests in policing and in, in all kinds of different things. So distracted driving, yes, uh, you know, there's a good reason why we're, we're uh, targeting for a specific campaign. New legislation, there is a lot of misinformation and, and confusion, even uh, you know, even about the lipstick thing. It, there's the, you, you can't get a ticket for uh, putting a, applying lipstick. There's not a, it's a handheld device uh, is where the infraction under the Highway oh, Traffic Act okay. uh, or communications device. But <laughs> that, was, that was my point, though. The coffee, the lipstick, all those things are still distractions. Your passenger adjusting the wheel, anything is a distraction. If that leads to a collision, it leads towards more carelessness. Uh, as opposed to uh, uh, using a handheld device. But, um, no, the officers are out this, uh, for, for this next week, but um, the, it's, um, officers are still obviously going to be answering the radio calls that they have to be. It's where officers have a directed focus for a period of time, and this is where we're encouraging that to happen. Okay, uh, let's go to the phones. We've got Jim in Toronto. Hi, Jim. Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. You're and welcome. Happy New Year. I haven't called in this year yet. Happy New Year. Thank you. Uh, I have a comment because I know I appreciate what the police are attempting to do. But as you said, we've done this. They say it works. But as soon as you go back, as soon as they stop, it goes back to it. So it's changing the behavior. The issue is we're trying to change the behavior of strictly the drivers. They have not attempted to change the behavior of the pedestrian or the cyclists. They've become emboldened because... John, our mayor, John Tory, and I love like the man, I like what he's doing, during a, a number of different press conferences, stated emphatically that if a pedestrian and cyclist is involved in a collision with a car, the driver wrapped in 2,000 pounds of steel is at fault. That's not always the case, and I've seen it. I drive 150 kilometers or more a day in Toronto, and I see pedestrians step out into traffic. I see cyclists cutting in in front of moving vehicles. If you don't start charging pedestrians and cyclists, you're not going to fix this problem because you've got to change their behavior at the same time. Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to let them respond. Uh, just a comment. I'm not sure that he said that um, uh, that the drivers are always at fault. I think that they he says that they bear a bigger responsibility because of the two thousand pounds of steel. But but Jim, I'm I'm going to let the experts here respond to that. Yeah, and and, and there is good reason. There's um, there's no question. Road safety is it's a, we've said a lot of times it's a shared responsibility. Everybody has their role to play, but the heightened the highest level of responsibility is to our drivers they are driving a vehicle they are enjoying the comfort of a of a of, of a being wrapped around in, in inside of their, their truck or car or vehicle um 
Vulnerable road users in Toronto are on the overrepresented in the numbers of injuries and in, especially in our, our fatalities here in the city. Um, and so there aren't too many, if any, um, situations you see it on TV and YouTube where folks are you know, the, the, using their devices when walking on the sidewalks. That doesn't lead to the injuries and deaths on our roads. It's drivers operating their vehicles while distracted, impaired, speeding, that are but, leading to these crashes. But to, to Jim's point, something that I see a lot right. is I, I see pedestrians who are not crossing with the light, who've got earbuds in their ears and it's twilight or it's the evening and they're all dressed in black. I mean, does that behavior have to change? Well, there, is it a contributing factor to some collisions? And I can tell you that the investigators uh, just down the street at Traffic Services, that's always part of their investigation. Um, but to the masses, en masse, um, the, the message is towards drivers, the folks operating these vehicles, um, because when a, when a mistake is made, you can't take it back. Right, and so that's that's the that's the message that it comes down. Especially we know distraction driving contributes so high to crashes in in in, uh, in the city. A lot of which we don't even know, right? Because a lot if you have a if you have a, a collision with somebody, an officer comes. Unless you admit that you're on your phone, very hard to prove. So uh, we, uh, we, we suspect that uh, what we do know about dis distracted driving is likely underrepresented in terms of the, the amount of uh, that it's actually happening. Hmm. That's interesting. Let's uh, get back to the phones. Bob in Etobicoke. Hi, Bob. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? I'm bad. Um, distracted driving, um, if I don't put... I'm not much of a drinker of coffee or anything when I'm driving. I do it on case, but very rarely. But I don't put it in the same category as on the phone or um, using tuba lipstick. For one, tuba lipstick, you need the mirror. You can't, you're not just putting it on randomly. You have to see what you're doing. Oh, I, I can do it without a mirror, I, I have to assure you. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I've never seen that. I've, I've had passengers in the car getting getting <laughs> and they're putting them in. But the point is, coffee, you do not think when you drink it, okay? You're not, uh, you're not even looking at it. It's an automatic thing. And, and, but distractive driving, that's a, a problem. But what gets me about distractive driving? You take the Gardner Expressway, and the 95% of the vehicles on the Gardner Expressway only have a driver in them, nobody else, okay? But yet they put up these massive billboards, and a lot of them are on city property. And if you're going downtown, after the last billboard, the speed of the traffic seems to pick up, and it goes quite fast, going from there to Young Street, for example, doubles the speed. Why? So why is the city allowing billboards on busy highways when they know that, and who are they there for? And now they're putting on provincial highways in the middle of nowhere, right near Perry Sound, stuck right in your face on the 400 highway, a billboard put there by the government saying, put your advertisement here. This is wrong. That's distractive driving. Another thing about distractive driving, each police car should have a policeman in it, and a chauffeur. The chauffeur doesn't have to be a policeman, because if you're, I, I'm, you know, I consider myself as a driver lucky that the police are so busy driving those cars, they haven't got time to see if I'm drinking my coffee, because they don't. They can't. They have to watch the road. The roads are narrow. There's a lot of stuff to see, but they should have a uh, chauffeur 
Oh, Even a chauffeur. <laughs> that's how, I'd like a chauffeur too, Bob. <laughs> Thanks for your call. Uh, I think that's probably a, a little above your pay grade, uh, changing say, yeah. changing the wh- who goes in a, a patrol car. And yes, Bob, thanks for that suggestion. I really would like a driver, I'd call him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's not wrong in the sense yeah. that the, um, he brings yeah. up a good point in the sense that the vehicles themselves, not just police cars, but all oh. vehicles, are distractions in and of, of themselves if we let them be, right? So a lot of the new vehicles have these fabulous infotainment uh, consoles, and if you allow yourself to get distracted by them, uh, you, you absolutely will, right? So it's, uh, he, he makes a good point in saying that the vehicles are getting more complicated to drive, all the more reason to, uh, to, to, to not let your guard down and let these creature comforts that are built in to, to, to take the responsibility of uh, awareness. I mean, have you, have you seen accidents caused by somebody looking at a billboard? Uh, it's one of those things that you would never know, and that's what is that. That was the point I was making before, because unless, you know, how, how do you ever? How would you ever know? How would you ever prove that? I guess would, you'd have to uh, do some 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 research and uh, some uh, to, to to do that. But that's uh, that's something that uh, would be very difficult. Yeah, I think the province great, uh, has stats on billboards uh, on the four hundred one and other major highways in regards to accidents uh, when billboards go up in order to try to uh, uh, put a stat to it. Oh, okay. We'll have to look those up. I think if you look at Toronto Transportation, there has been research on that same section, um, and a study has been commissioned to to look at that. Um, it, it probably uh, it would be available online. Okay. Uh, that's a note to self. Have to look that up. Let's get back to the phones. Doug and Lindsay, you say that the penalties are not strong enough. We just heard about these increased penalties. Yes, hi, let me. Hi. Um, anybody that's caught a third time. They haven't learned by then. Never mind a $3,000 fine and a 30-day suspension. They should lose their license permanently. The car should be seized, and the fine should be, I don't know, $25,000. Make it work so that they're going to pay attention to it. Uh, I don't know. Any comment on that, guys? No, that's, uh, no. We've, uh, we've just... Uh, uh, introduced new higher penalties uh, on the back end. So, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll use what we've got and uh, we'll leave the politics to the politicians in terms of where, in ter- you know, into where this happens. And it really is about road safety. And so by raising your voice like Doug has and uh, being, being an advocate and, and being vocal, that gets attention in communities. And that's how change is made. And yeah. so the, the, the louder you are, the more vocal you are, the more, um, I, I guess, uh, organized you are. I think that uh, we, we see that uh, drives change. Okay, and maybe uh, we should uh, see how these penalties work before saying we've got to up them again. Well, this is the third try. So yeah. we've just uh, so since two thousand nine, uh, we've uh, this will be the third version of distracted driving in terms of penalties, and so um, that's where the province uh, and our and our policing partners and road safety partners um, are vocal, and, uh, and and that's how these changes are made. So I agree. Well, let's uh, let's use what we've got, and uh, as changes need to be made, it's clear that the uh, in the last number of years they have been making changes uh, just to tighten things up. Okay. Uh, Diane in Toronto, um, you have a beef that when, when there are two uh, cops in a car, one is on the phone. What's the problem with that? I mean, obviously oh, not the one who's driving. This is Diane. Are you talking to me, Libby? Yes, I am. Oh, yeah, yeah. quite often. Uh, my family, friends, we always see this. There's two policemen. First of all, I, I support the police 100%, but I think they could lead by example a little bit. But what's the problem if, if the person on the phone is not the person driving? It's the optics of it. First of all, my expectation is, you know, one's got his eyes on the road, the other one maybe should have his eyes on what's happening in the community if, you know, he could be of help somehow. 
But seeing them on the phone or having a cigarette with their arm out the window, it just doesn't, it doesn't foster confidence in this whole thing. You're saying stay off your phones, but this guy's fiddling around with his phone, and it, it, just, it just seems wrong to me. You allowed to smoke in your cars? No, <laughs> it's, it's it's a it's a work environment. But uh, no, Diane's right. Um, definitely, officers uh, we know, and that's what's encouraged uh, through all ranks uh, and, and members um, that lead by example. And uh, and we know that uh, community trust is something that's uh, hard to earn and easy to uh, to give up. Um, but I think they should stay off the phones. You know, as they say, one yeah. has his eyes on the road; the other one, please have a look at what's going on. And, uh, yeah, Diane, no, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. you know that's uh, it's the driver, the passenger. There's a there's a multitude yeah. of things that can be happening there, and in, in, in terms of the work that gets done. But uh, definitely, uh, the uh, the main concern would be for the oper- whoever's operating okay. that, that vehicle to uh, to be free of distractions. Okay, I think Thanks he agrees with you. Thanks Thank for you. your call. All right, uh, Helen in Toronto. Hi, Helen. Uh, hi, Libby. I have two questions. I still haven't gotten. Um, the, what is distracted driving as far as food goes? If I'm drinking water from a clear water bottle, uh, does that mean that's a distraction? Or Absolutely. eating a banana? It is. It is a distraction, but the offense that we're talking about, and that's where there's a, there is confusion okay, out there. Okay, clarify, please. Is the hand, so the, the offense under the Highway Traffic Act that the laws have just been tightened up and the penalties have been uh, increased, it has to do with handheld communication and entertainment devices. So cell phones, GPSs, those kinds of things, mm-hmm. is what falls under the... the GPS the, 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 is entertainment now? Yep. Those are the things as well that they, that they cannot be used. As some sort of a screen device, that's not what they want. Now, if the GPS is fastened to the vehicle, you're allowed a one-touch. Okay. But you're not allowed to sit there and type in your address and where am I going. Yeah. It's, you're allowed to activate and deactivate those devices as long as it's hands-free. Right? Okay. But when it comes into... And there was confusion, I think, at the onset of when the legislation started to be announced... Water bottles, food, the lipstick, whatever, passengers are distractions because we know it's not the eyes that are distracted when you're, when you're operating a vehicle, it's the brain, right? Mm-hmm. And so whatever takes your eyes uh, off the road, your hands off the wheel, or confuses you in any way about what the task of driving is, is, is about, that's a distraction. And we've seen it. That water ball could easily fall on the floor, and it might just be a quick oh, two seconds to pick up. there was up. a fatality there caused was. by that. It's a horrible exactly story. I have a question. Sure. Okay, so if, if I've got Waze on an uh-huh. iPad that's sitting on the passenger seat, but I'm not looking at it or anything, mm-hmm. is that all right? You're, I would suggest you're, it's on. You're absolutely going to be distracted by that uh, for sure. But technically, you're following the, the, the rules of the, of, of, uh, of the intention of the law. Yes, you are. And so as long as you're not – if that, if that weighs – If you're to just audibly listening to what's happening, yeah. that's fine. But as soon as now you're sort of distracted and looking at that entertainment device, now you're falling yeah. within sort of that – into the, uh, the legislation of uh, – of, uh, So just, I better make sure I'm not looking at it. Okay, that's my the idea. Second, yeah. My second question is sure. that there isn't always enough space to pull over um, and make a phone call. And I'm talking about an emergency. Mm-hmm. I was called to come uh, to the, go to the hospital an hour away. My mother's in the hospital. And uh, my GPS kept telling me, you are here. But it was an empty field. It yep. was not the hospital. So I had to call them and find out, you know, where am I and where am I going? Um, so once they... Uh, that time I was lucky I was able to pull off. But something like that where you can't pull off, I may be in Burlington before I can uh, find out where my mother is or how to get there. Yeah. 
No, it's uh, it that would put you in some jeopardy for sure, technically uh, under the under the Highway Traffic Act. Um, and so what we do know too is science is, is quite clear on it for sure. Time and distance has been around for a long time. Of course, when it comes to speeds and and what happens in those periods of times, at 100 kilometers an hour in two seconds, close your eyes. That's nothing. You've gone through. You've got, traveled the distance of a hockey rink. And so wow. it's it, it, what happened. We know what happens and what can happen on the road as a driver in two seconds. So that quick little uh, that. That diversion of attention that, that is, is, is what's where uh, is, is the challenge, and that's what leads to your brain being distracted. We're not great multitaskers. Uh, we mm-hmm. might think we are, and we say that we are. But really, when you start dividing your attention from the task of driving is when um, the distractions set in, and that's when the, the risks increase. Yeah. Okay, thanks for your call. Let's go to Rosie in Guelph. Are you there, Rosie? Yeah, hello. Hello. Um, actually, I have a couple comments. Um, I think that you are, you did some victim blaming there, Libby, when you were talking about the pedestrians that are hit by cars. Yes, I understand that they are wearing black, that they're not um, crossing at crosswalks at all times. But I take it you're not much of a pedestrian, Libby, because oftentimes you have to walk very far out of your way to get to a crosswalk and then go back the other way again to get to your destination. So it is tempting to jaywalk. No, we get that. We get that. Um, yeah, and the other part is people can jaywalk carefully. They don't have to dart out and get hit by a car. But also, you have to admit, drivers are going through yellow lights oh, all absolutely. the time. And in fact, let's make it true, they, do, they also go through red lights. So they used to go through yellow lights. It used to mean stop, caution. But now it means get going fast as hell. And go through the red light. Yeah, absolutely, especially on on left turns because uh, those those advanced greens are not long enough for anybody to turn. Well, actually, as a pedestrian crossing at a crosswalk, I have to watch my ass when the cars are making a right hand turn. Oh, okay, well that's that's uh, that's another problem too, and it's partly a a signage problem, but it's it's the same thing that but everyone knows, lady. Yeah. That the, the pedestrian has the right of way on a green light. Yeah, not the driver turning right. Well, but yeah, drivers, absolutely. Drivers We've talked are about... so aggressive these days. That's true. The other, the other comment I want to make is, you kind of were a bit, um, I don't know, disagreeing with. I think her name was Diane about the officer using the phone at work. Well, newsflash: he's not paid to talk on his phone. But he's how do I? I, I don't know if he's. Uh, he might be following up on uh, a call yes, on work. You're, you're correct. He might be. But then mm. someone at, who is working in a store might be following up on something too. Well, they're not to do it. They're to do it on another time. But yes, if he's if he's following up on some business, I he, he might be looking something up on the phone it. about about someone they want to stop. I mean, is that uh, is that kosher, Brett? Thanks for your call. Rosie, I can tell you that we have a multitude of uh, mobile phones that we issue our officers for communication devices. And there's a lot of communication that takes place on mobile phones by our police officers while they're engaged uh, in their duties and responsibilities. Is there, you know, times that our officers are using their phones or our phones for personal use? Absolutely. Do we tolerate it to a degree? Do we tolerate it to a point where it affects our performance? Absolutely not. But, uh, you know, we issue a lot of cell phones to our members out on the road. Absolutely, yeah. And we expect yeah. them to use it in order to minimize airtime so the police officers, when they're in an emergency, have the appropriate airtime with our dispatchers to utilize it. Well, exactly. I mean, they are a tool, and, uh, yeah. Um, 
Okay, you know, uh, I think we are basically running out of time on this. So uh, I'm going to wrap things up. Now, people, if we couldn't get to your calls, Free For All Friday is coming up. Also, as a program note, tomorrow uh, we're going to have John Tari on the show for the first half hour. I'm sure we'll be talking about this, among other things. So, you know, keep the number handy and call back. You can ask the mayor about it tomorrow. And uh, right now, what would you like to leave us with, Brian? Just, you know, the, the Russia routes are, are uh, you know, an important uh, uh, thoroughfare in our cities. And I ask that, you know, your listeners and uh, the residents of the city and those that come into the city, uh, you know, don't stop in the rush hours. You know, we need to keep those free and clear and moving to keep our sitting moving and, and just be cognizant of the uh, inconvenience uh, that you cause others when you stop, even momentarily, even to pick someone up who's waiting at the corner. We don't tolerate that. And if you, you know, if, if we catch you, you're going to pay the price. Sergeant Moore? Just, uh, distracted driving is not new. We've been at this uh, like seatbelts, like everything else. Right. It's just really breaking the habits of, and the, of the addictive qualities of these devices. So come uh, January 1st, uh, we know that there's new laws here in Ontario. Um, our officers are going to be out, uh, as, as, uh, as I've said before, we're out every day. But for this week coming, of the 14th to the 20th, uh, the, our collective focus is going to be on distracted drivers. And uh, as well, we're going to be utilizing some different vehicles. So you're not going to just see a cop car uh, as you normally would. We're going to be using some other types of, of vehicles. Oh, really? Because uh, oh. we know there's that sort of thing Tricky. that's happening. Folks are sort of holding the phones down in their laps. And uh, the sight lines for officers and regular patrol cars may not be what we want. So we're going to also be using uh, streetcars, buses, who knows. So the officers are going to be utilizing... But you could be in a streetcar? We, we can have officers... Uh, uh, we're going to have officers in, in streetcars and buses, keeping an eye from that nice raised uh, position. <laughs> and we'll have some officers uh, in the wings just to uh, intercept as uh, need be. So uh, distracted driving is uh, not at all tolerated. It's preventable, and it's a leading cause of crashes on the roads. Okay. Wow. Okay. So if you if you think you can see that police car, uh, think again. Uh, very interesting. And uh, unfortunately, I think this is a subject we're going to have to revisit again and again. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.